And when COVID broke last year, people were calling it a health crisis. By August, I knew it was a fraud vaccine crisis. And now is the time to take on the fraud within CDC, NIH. They're going to do the cabal, as I call it, where they actually use human beings as guinea pigs for vaccination. <laughs> so today in American Conversations, we have Sean Vidiella, who has done an interview with us in the past. Uh, uh, but I wanted to invite her back so we can hear her entire story. Sean, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, so tell us when you received the vac. what was your life like? I guess to start with, what was your life like before you took the vaccine shots? Okay, so um, when I took it, I was a 42-year-old female, very energetic. Um, I was a CNA of 26 years. Explain, um, what I, a C, explain what a CNA is for those who do not understand the medical It's profession. a certified nursing assistant, and we basically have more one-on-one -on -one care um, with the residents or patients more so than the nurses and, and things like that. We take care of their personal care and, and their personal needs and... Um, it's become, they become your life too, you know, so it was a job I very much enjoyed. Um, and we enjoyed hiking, me and the kids went hiking, my husband went hiking, kayaking was something we loved to do, fishing, uh, camping, um, driving around. Those, every one of those things now have been taken so you were working in a nursing facility, correct? Yes. Okay. And so that's where you had the, and you received your shots in January. The first shot was in January this year? January the 4th, 2021. Yes. All right. So this is November 15th, <clears throat> 2021. So this is months later. And did you have any immediate reactions to the shot? And which shot was it? I took the Moderna and I didn't have anything immediately. Um, the next day I had a sore arm um, and flu-like symptoms, but I was able to go ahead to work, you know, and uh, carry on my duties. But by the end of that night, it was so bad. My body hurt so bad. The chills, the headache was indescribable. I couldn't even raise my head off the pillow. I tried to get in the bathtub several times to try to get the pain away, get the fever down. Nothing worked. I ended up calling into work that next morning. There was no way I could go. Uh, later on that morning, my tongue began to spasm. And it was at a resting state. So inside my mouth, even while I wasn't talking, it was just contracting, going crazy inside my mouth, and it was rubbing raw from my teeth. And at first, you know, we kind of laughed. You know, what in the world is going on? But then when it didn't stop, and after minutes and hours, it was it was really scary. And so I called my doctor, and I said, hey, I, I don't know what's happening, but this is what I know. I took the Moderna two days ago. Today, I'm, I'm deathly sick. My tongue is spazzing and it won't stop. And so he said, you know, get some Benadryl immediately, uh, take some Pepsid, and I'll call you on a steroid. By the so, next morning. Go, go ahead. ahead. 
Oh, By okay. the next morning, I was in full body convulsions. My entire body was affected. So did you end up going to the hospital? Yes. Um, immediately after it started in my right hand, it just started shaking like crazy. And it went up my arm and then my left arm. And I hollered for my husband and I said, hey, something's wrong. And by the time he got in there, it was my full body. He called 911. I was fully aware. I knew exactly what was happening. I just was no way to stop it. All right. So how many times have, before we go on, did you get the second shot? No. Okay. So you only got the first shot on Moderna. Were you, did you choose not to get the second shot or were you told by a physician or a nurse or somebody in the medical field not to get the second shot? The second um, emergency room doctor that I seen said, do not take the second vaccine. All right. And, and did anybody, how many times were you in and out of the hospital? Um, ERs about seven or eight. I was admitted once and um, then just my private care physician, uh, neurology visits, physical therapy, things like that. And did you convulsions, were they sporadic? I mean, did they come in waves last for 45 minutes or an hour? How, how did all that Oh my gosh. Um, when they first started, um, I want to say 13 days, every waking second was out of control body movements. Um, what happened at night? I mean, if you were, if you tried to go to sleep, uh, I would convulse until I fell asleep. Once I was asleep, it shut down. Did, did you ever, I mean, did you have six, seven, eight hours of sleep? No, never. So when you, never. did you wake up to convulsions as well? As soon as I woke up, yeah. As soon as I woke up, it's just like something would turn the switch on. As soon so as my eyes would wake. Did you, did you have any of that light sensitivity, sound sensitivity that some, some people have? Yes, my ears um, ring so badly. Um that the light doesn't bother me as much um, unless it's a headache. And I get, I never had headaches or any issues with headaches, but I have extreme migraines. I had now take a monthly shot for. Um, also a pill for. <laughs> so today, 11 months out, how many, how many medications are you on? I take 15 medications a day. And are they in a specific area of prescriptions, whether they're for neurological issues or SSRIs or because I know that some of these, some of these hospitals and, and GPs have, you know, prescribed SSRIs because they think some, some of the people who have been injured are suffering from anxiety as opposed to some physical, whether it be cardiovascular or neurological. Illness. Yes, I take several for that. Um, three. And so have you been diagnosed with specifically for the physical ailments of what's been going on with your body? Um, I've been diagnosed with seizures. I have been diagnosed with um, FNP, which is um, functional neurological disorder. Explain um, what that what that is. 
because it sounds like a neurological disorder, but as I'm learning through this, it's really something that's called conversion, which is more psychological. Correct. Correct. It is a um, more glorious word um, to conversion disorder. When we first started, everyone was diagnosed with conversion disorder. When you say well, we, we were talking about the that. people, in a, you're talking about a people. The, yes, me and the other people in my group, the other thousands that are affected. When we started talking, this is what we were being diagnosed with was conversion disorder. It was thrown out more. No one had heard of conversion disorder. It was very new. We were like, what? We just all of a sudden, all of us wake up one day and we all have conversion disorder. So when I got the diagnosis for functional neurological disorder, I was ecstatic. I thought, finally, some this. And as I started being into it, it was just conversion disorder. Which is with basically a traumatic event that has happened in your life and is just now uh, finding its way out. And the only way it knows how to come out is through abnormal body movement. Okay. So what is your situation now in terms of caring for your two children uh, as a wife, as a mother? I mean, a typical day, is it just unpredictable? Very unpredictable. Um, we don't know what we're going to wake up to every day. I don't know what I'm going to wake up to every day. Um, so I actually have four children and two stepchildren. Um, so my, my three that, um, I have three older ones there, they do their own thing. And then I have a 10 year old, we homeschool and um, we homeschool because my immune system is very weak and, um, I'm, I'm afraid of her going back forth, you know, so we do homeschool here. Um, and some days I may wake up and be like this today. I'm having a great day. Um, other days I wake up and my legs won't work or they're very shaky or my head shakes. Um, it reminds me of someone who's had Parkinson's disease. If you're familiar with that, with the head shake, it'll just kind of wobble. Um, there, there's mornings that we've woken up and our legs don't even work. Um, I sit in a reclining position because my legs will go crazy. I no longer drive. My primary care physician has me disabled, but no real diagnosis. So if you, if you, you've had to quit your job. Yes, ma'am. Well, I was fired once I could no longer carry on my duties. Did you get any compensation for that? No, workman's comp denied my claim. Wow. Um, e even though um, corporate was in the building and very pushy and harassing us, you know, so I took it. Um, they denied my claim and said that I could not prove that my symptoms were caused from the vaccine. So let's back up. Let's unpack that a little bit. So, and you have told me this in the pre-interview that, that, um, you were hesitant to get the vaccine, but you understood that you you were working closely with the elderly in the nursing home. But there was a there was a push, there was some pressure for you yes. to get the vaccine. So, 
as a result of going ahead and getting it and being told by a physician in the ER not to take the second Moderna shot and you being incapable of doing your job because of your physical ailments and your seizures, you were let go, but yet there's no compensation. No, nothing. Whatsoever. And you were fired. Fired. How has this impacted your medical insurance costs and all the costs that you've had to endure going to doctors? So our medical doctors um, are gaslighting us. So we're basically left to um, search for our own answers. No, no, no. I want you to focus, Sean, on, on uh, not the groups, just on your case alone. Okay. Um, so even myself. I left to search for my own answers, left to search for um, homeopathic, which insurance doesn't cover. Um, chiropractic care, my insurance doesn't cover. Um, the one I needed to go to um, that was more, um, uh, sorry, we had brain fog so bad, words used to just come. Um, treatments that our insurance just refuses to pay for. Um, our, some of our MRIs, We've gotten multiple when we finally did get them. So our um, insurance won't pay for that. Medications, um, ivermectin. When I lost these of my legs, uh, went on ivermectin, but I couldn't get that through my primary care physician. So I had to go through American Frontline Doctors to get it originally. But it was $586 a month. For and me you have to paid that out of, your, out of your own pocket, correct? Out of my own pocket. And so just how much, to keep doing it. How much costs out of, how many out of pocket costs have you endured in the last 11 months? Oh my gosh. Uh, $40,000, I think. Close to $40,000. And no, and no sense of relief. None. None. Um, some of our stuff has to be paid up front. My stuff has to be paid up front. I need a sleep study done. Um, but it's almost $700 up front just because I guess all of our bills are piling up and they're not being paid as quickly as they were before. So now we're having to pay things up front. Um, there's some things like my Amavig shot that I take every month for my migraines, my insurance doesn't cover, and it's very costly. Um, just going from two incomes to one income is very difficult in today's world. Um, and like I said, I have a 10 year old at home, we're trying to homeschool and it's just, it's really affected us financially. Um, sometimes we, it's hard to, to see a way out and um, I can't understand it. I've spent thousands and thousands on treatments that people, well, let's try this. Well, let's try this. We have tried everything under the sun and we are just, we're out of money. You know, we can't keep trying different things. We have all kinds of people contact us you know, want us to try their detox or try their supplements or try this treatment. And it's just nothing to get this, vac this, this out of our bodies. What is, 
and as somebody who's in the, the healthcare industry as a certified nurse assistant for 25 years, what is the most blistering lesson you've learned from this experience? Not to trust anybody in the medical field. They're not for you. And that's sad. I never knew that. Never felt that. Were other people in the medical field in your family? Um, no. Me, my daughter follows me now. She does the same thing I do, and she's 21. Mm -hmm. Did um, I, I've spoken to a number of physicians and, and dental hygienists um, who were a part of the early rollout. And for some of them, they've also suggested that it was a disappointment in the healthcare field. They they didn't they they believed in their profession and they believed how they you know they cared for their patients and they're having a hard time. The longer that this lasts, of understanding what happened to the medical field, do you do you feel as if now looking back, would you have done that? Would you have stood up and said, no, I'm not going to do this? Or do you think that you would have just said, okay, it makes sense because I'm, I'm dealing with the elderly in a nursing home? Would you looking, have <laughs> looking back, I would have said no way. And I had said no way all day long, Christine, all day long. I made it till 145. And um, the, the woman's name was Stacy, and she came up to me and she said, Sean, you're one of the biggest advocates we have in this nursing home for these residents. And you mean to tell me you're not going to take this shot for those residents? And I thought, gosh, she's right. You know, I'm, I mean, it's, if they're upset that day, <laughs> It's not beyond me to climb up in that bed with them and just hug them and just, you know, depending on, are they sensitive? Do they just need love or do they need that extra push? You know, come on, grandpa, get out of bed or. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I thought, man, she's right. Maybe I should. So it was 145 and I was to get off at 2 p.m. and I went in and took the vaccine. What's your feelings now um, that they're targeting the five to the 11 year old since you have a 10 year old child? I'm angry. I'm angry. I cannot even fathom thinking about a child going through half of what we've gone through. Um, there have been suicides. Suicides even in our group. Um, adults can't handle this. What do you think a child's going to go through? The internal, even if we're not shaking, the internal things are unbelievable. It's hard to get through the day when your hands and your feet burn and sting or they go numb or parts of your body go numb where you get the sharpest pains in your head. I can't. I cannot imagine. 
So what are you, how are you going to, you gonna, is that one of the considerations why you're, I mean, other than the fact that your immune system is broken right now, is that one of the other considerations why you're homeschooling your child? Yes. Yes. And um, we live in a really small town. So everybody knows everybody and everybody knows everyone's business. Well, she was kind of getting bullied by the school nurses. And I know it was, you know, it's my whole, um, they were on my Facebook and it's my whole push against the vaccine mandate and me just constantly, you know, shouting, being louder every day. And uh, they were sending her home constantly, just sending her home, sending her home. Um, then I'd send her back to school and then they'd send her home again. You know, uh, it was be a um, contact, a close contact, but the close contact would have been like a week ago. Give me one second. I, I'm pretty sure my son's at the door. Hi, I'm on an interview. Come in. I apologize. I didn't know he was coming home so early. So, um, so it, it's, it, it sounds as if, and this is not unusual with anybody that we have interviewed. It, it sounds as if this has completely disrupted your life. Completely. Um, to not even be able to get in my vehicle and drive across town is, is disheartening. Um, my depth perception is way off. Um, something happened to my eye, my right eye, the retina detaching and come to find out that's several others, the same thing. You know, when you reach out in your group and you say, hey, you know, so I went to this doctor today and this is what they said. And then you have, you know, five or 10 others that say, hey, that same thing's happening to me. There's no way you can't back this up to the shot. Um, my physician has been my physician for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Um, and the last time I went, I sat down and I just stared him in the face and said, listen, you have been my physician for many, many years. And I just went back through my, my chart. I went all the way back to 2009. The only thing I had ever been seen for in that office was, you know, maybe if I had gotten the flu or to get a flu vaccine or, um, a UTI bladder infection, never for anything um, psychological or nothing like this. So there, I mean, I was perfectly healthy. I took one medication a day and I had taken it for years. So how do you hang on to hope right now? I pray a lot. Faith. Um, I feel like if I give that up right now, I gave everything up because that is what has kept me going. Um, How's your husband doing? He's, he's a great husband, but it's hard. Um, You know, there's times that he has to go to work and he gets up like 1.45 in the morning and he'll come home at five or six at night, take care of the house, the dinner. Because there's just some days I can't. 
um, to have your kid ask you, you know, about going hiking on the trails, and I can't. Mm -hmm. um, to live in the four walls of your home. It basically took my life without taking my life. Sean, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I know I know that it takes this is this is a hard time for for people who who have had these reactions and and the emotional toll is very very heavy. But I just want you to know that we're praying for you. We care I about that. interviewing more people who have been injured or had yes. adverse reactions. Oh. Yes. Thank you for that. Get us out. Get our voice heard. Um, people get the wrong idea, you know. They get the wrong idea and they think that we're anti-vaxxers. And if we were anti-vaxxers, we would have never taken this vaccine. That's true. That's true. You know, we're know not anti-vaxxers. We're not out here to tell you not to do this, but we're telling you that this could happen to you. And if it does, you're on your own. Did you did you feel that you received uh, informed consent at the time I of the first not. shot? The only thing I got was a paper to fill out to ask me if I had had COVID, if I had um, in the past couple of weeks, um, if I'd been around anybody, my temperature, my height, my weight, just the basic information. That's all we got. We didn't get anything about the vaccine. So you were, you were, you were basically led to believe that these were safe for everyone. Safe for everyone. Corporate told us we all went last week. We all went last week to the hospital and got vaccinated so that we could show you guys that they're safe and we are all okay. That was what was so told they to us. Sold it, they sold it to you. They did. They sold they it did. to you. Follow the leader, follow the Pied Piper. We went, we got our shots. Hence, you should get your own. I would give anything to go back to that day. And and if, are any of those people, was anybody else that you knew in that nursing facility ill? I mean, for, had an adverse effect? Let me tell you this, Christine. We lost six in that facility to COVID. We lost 13 after the injection. When you say lost, died? Yes, ma'am. None of those deaths were reported as vaccine injury deaths or even considered. So you lost, let, let, me, let me repeat this. You lost six to the COVID disease in the facility that were patients? Yes, ma'am. And 13 to staffers or 13 to staffers and employees who had taken the vaccines? 13 to residents. No staff. 13, so 13 residents. Yes, ma'am. After they had the vaccines. There Was were around the same period in the same lot of your vaccine, of your Moderna shot? Yes, ma'am. Um, there were even some that were convulsing before they died, and it was never 
they were just ruled COVID deaths. I have audio that was sent Sean, to me. Were they, were, were, they, were they reported to VAERS? No. So they were not deemed to be an adverse reaction to the vaccine, even though they had convulsions after the vaccine, after the shots in the nursing facility. Correct. They didn't even report mine. Have you reported yours to yes. this? Yes. Okay. All right. So um, what is the name of this facility, if you don't mind me asking? Um, so I worked for American Senior Communities. That's the corporation that owns the facility that I worked at, which was Good Samaritan Nursing Home in Oakland City. And I started in that facility when I was 16 years old and became disabled in that facility at 42. Sean, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. I really thank you for having me, Christine. Yeah, and and please feel free to come back and, and interview with us again as this progresses. Absolutely, the best of prayers. You know, thank the, the you. Prayers that you get that you get well and find some peace, and your family does too. Thank you very much.